Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. But for, for the most part, uh, there was not a lot of experience when we started this, yeah. right? You're doing something new, experience not going to matter that much. You, you look for talent and the ability to grow rather than, than, than talent, rather than experience. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baipyong. Welcome to episode 27 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you're new to the show, we're glad to have you here, but we'd like to give you a heads up because this podcast contains adult language and there might be a lot of profanity and expletives that you might not like. So make sure that there's no kids or if you're not comfortable with that, please turn off the podcast now. Today, we have a very interesting episode because we're going to be talking to someone I know and admire very well. And he's none other than Mr. Ray Rifundo, the founder and CEO of Quickwire to discuss the hustle, obviously, behind Quickwire. And this episode is great because Ray has mastered the art of pivoting and surviving through all these struggles that usual startup founders go through before he saw his startup grow exponentially. But before that, he's going to be sharing how he migrated to the U.S. and the first startup he put up while he was there. And he shared as well 
how it was like when he had to go back to corporate when his first startup failed. And then he's going to be talking about the genesis of Quickwire and the pivots that they had to endure early to get it to where it is now. And Ray was extra generous as usual as he shared tips on how he manages his team, how he built his team, and his very crucial tips about networking and failure and how to motivate yourself in times of doubt. If you're ready to learn the hustle behind the Philippines' best offshore real estate payment startup, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. I'm so excited because I got a brother in the house. It's a, it's a very good friend of mine. And uh, this, is, this founder has been really integral in supporting the community. I don't know anybody who's very supportive, uh, as supportive as this guy. And I've seen him literally go out of his way to support other startups. And welcome to the show, the founder and CEO of Quickwire, Mr. Ray Refundo. Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be in your show. Oh, you're so, <laughs> you're so formal right now. It's weird. Okay, but dude, welcome to the show. And you, it's funny because you, you, you were just chatting about, about Hustle Share the other day. And you're very cryptic. And it's like, what the fuck is Ray? What, is, what do you want? Dude, I never listen to music when I'm driving. And I'm like, but when I started listening to Hustle Share, I'm like, oh, I, I want to give you a bro hug. Yeah. But dude, quick question I always ask this to my guests. What's your hustle? Um, well, uh, I mean, I've been like focusing on growing the business okay. and uh, trying to increase our number of clients uh, mm -hmm. because if we don't grow, we die. That's generally how startups okay. are, right? So, um, growth is key uh, component of our uh, daily activity. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much. So you're doing this with Quickwire, of course. Yes. Right. So Quickwire, just for the sake of those people who are listening, what's Quickwire? Quickwire is an invoicing and payments platform for international payments. So we okay. handle a lot of cross-border transactions Got for it. businesses. Why is that? I mean, you've been at this game for a while now. I've met you, dude, it was like 2014, 2013. And 2013. Fail, yeah, yeah. And, and fail beers, right? That was when I, when I first met so you. When we but, started, yeah. Right. But Quickwire has been around for a while. And it's probably the old, one of the oldest startups in the Philippines. It's been around. 2014, yeah. 2013, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, this is our sixth year, basically. So that's good. They always say that usually in year three, if you make it out, you'll be fine. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> you've, you've st stood the test of time. We almost died out twice in the first two years. So Wow. So let's, only, let's, yeah, only in 2015, we started getting traction. Let's talk about that. But before that, we got to ride something. It's called the Hustle Share Time Machine. And we got to go back and, and, and look back and then be like Brand Stark. Warg into the fucking shit and then just go back and how y'all started in, in, in your first hustles. Because this is important because what your hustles were before is always a, a stepping stone to what you're doing now. You grew up in Man Jose, San Jose, No, California. I grew up in, the, in Quezon City. Oh, in QC. I was already 18 okay. when I moved to the U.S. Okay, how, how, how was that experience like when you moved to the U.S.? I mean, growing up here, uh, you, you stayed in the U.S. for how long? 12 right? years. Dude. 12, 13 years, yeah. 18, you're literally an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you, you can, you can, you can, yeah, get married. I'm legal on everything. Now. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the weed part's not legal yet when you went there, but how, how was that experience? And um, so you did college here or you did? I went college? to college in the U.S. I did, I finished high school here. Okay. And I, and I worked for, um, after high school, I did work from uh, one of my, uh, my parents' company. Okay. And then uh, a year and a half later, we moved to the U.S. 
Okay, so when you moved to the U.S., how was that experience like? Because I've had a couple of Philams here. Uh, Roland Ross of Kumu grew up in the States. Yeah. Uh, Alexis Devon of, of, of uh, uh, Telso, Teletech, uh, Teletech grew up in the U.S., but, but they grew up there as kids. Yeah. Right? What's it like when you're really a grown adult and you go back, go to the U.S. and you have to now adjust? You did all your whole childhood and adolescence here in the, in the Philippines. Well, for me, it wasn't that difficult. You know, okay. like for, for one thing, we Filipinos, we speak English, so it's not yeah. that hard to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, um, I actually enjoyed, you know, like being in a new environment. I was 18, right. I was still a young kid, uh, although I was already an adult, technically. Yeah. Um, and then I started college there. Uh, so that's, and I also did work. I, w- I did work while I was going to school. Was it, what's the culture shock like, though? I mean, I mean, of course, you know, Filipinos are, I mean, and there's, and you also went to a community where there's a lot of Filipinos. So it's just like home, but in a different country with better weather, right? But how was that like doing, uh, doing college and the adjustment period, I guess? That's what I wanted to Well, know. the culture shock is when I, when I went there and there's a lot of Filipinos, so I wasn't really culture shocked. <laughs> I, was, I felt like I was really home, you know? Ah, got it. Now, after college, um, what, what was, was it? Entrepreneurship straight for you? What did you do first? After college? No, I yeah. did work. During college, I was also starting other ventures. Okay, and what were those I, I opened a coffee you? shop. I stopped going to school for a bit, for about a year, and I, uh, I started a, a franchise of a coffee shop. Oh, wow. Starbucks? No. Okay. Co- co- <laughs> coffee like, Indulgence. It's wow. a small... They have a, a spot in USD. Yes. You know that, holy right? Holy shit. Yeah, I'm they, from USC. We, we were a franchise of that. They used to have branches. Wow. My friend owns that place. No so uh, I, I did franchise that. They used to be just purely coffee. Now they're serving almost anything now. Right, 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 right. Uh, so we were Coffee Eye. We call it Coffee Eye. Yeah, Coffee Eye. There yeah, they had, a, they had a computer shop. Yeah. That's we will, well, we will do the, our MIRC shit before. Yeah. Oh my God. They, so owned, those, they owned the building, so they were renting, you know, like. Computers upstairs and all that, but yeah. But I did the, the original business was a coffee place, so mm. I did franchise that part of the business. And yeah. I put it in uh, AMA University in AMA. Project Eight. Wow! Yeah. So we, we oh, so you op- went back by then. Yeah, I did go back for about okay. a year. So I was operating that. It was actually I actually sold it. No, I was 20, wow. 21 years old when I started. Um, I sold it. I exited. I sold it. There are your first exit at twenty one. <laughs> yeah, coffee. And then I, I went go. back to college again and. Yeah. Um, I started a money trans online money transfer business in 2004. Got I was it. still in college, mm. and that one, uh, interesting enough, um, that one I, I spent all my savings, fifty thousand dollars of savings. Holy shit! How business. old are you again? How fifty? At the time, I was 22, 23, maybe fifty grand USD, and yeah. you had. Well, I was also working at the same time. Plus, I also made a killing in Amazon stock, so I started trading stocks when I was nineteen. Uh, I joined E-Trade and I bought shares of Amazon and some other... Okay. I wish I never sold my Amazon stuff. Dude, way. yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> like, like 15 years ago, right, I, I right, wish I right. kept it, right? So anyway. But hey, you made bank early still for you yeah. to be able to get 50 grand. Then I got, I got tired of you know, trading in stocks, so I, I just focused. I, I just wanted to build something. Okay. Rather than investing in something and hope other people will make that investment grow, I want right. to invest in something and make it grow myself. You so, rode the wave. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, with money, with your first start, Startup is called Money Trend. Yeah, right. And what Our was first it? tech startup? Yeah, tech startup. So, first question would be why tech, and how did you build the tech behind it? It's two thousand four. Everything was shit, yeah. right? And how did you uh, identify this opportunity 
for you to take to take a uh, uh, risk on. You know what I really wanted to do was create an online money transfer service. But at the time, this is okay. before Zoom. Zoom was two thousand five. It didn't exist yet. Got it. And and I just wanted. I don't want to work. I was work. I was a working student, and I okay. told myself, I have fifty thousand dollars. Maybe I can build something with this where I can start earning money mm. and don't have to work while going to school at the same time. Got it. So I built MoneyTran. I got a website done here in Manila. I came back here. I got a, a, I got a, a company called WebFocus doing our website. And then... I think they're still around. For no, some reason. they're probably dead now. Yeah, okay. Um, I also got a deal with BPI to do all the settlements here. No way. I, had, I was able to sign a contract. It's funny. I wow. always come in in an in a MRT from QC right, on a right, suit. Right, right, I was wearing a suit with a tie. And then yeah. I was but the MRT to, back in 2004 yeah, wasn't yeah, that 2004, bad. Yeah, 2004, yeah. From Kansas City all the way to Makati, I right. meet with the BPI executives. We signed a contract. I was just oh. wearing a suit. I had nothing, but I only had a suit. <laughs> so you didn't have underwear. <laughs> no, no, no underwear, of course. And, and you know, someone, else did my, someone else did my website. Oh, wow. And then I was able to actually act, you know, launch it. And I had 900 customers using it. Wow. I, but I had to shut it down eventually. Cause okay, what happened? So this is your first taste of failure. Yeah. What was that like as a, what was it, 22, 23-year-old? Yeah. When you had to put all 50 grand of your money and you had to shut that down eventually. What were those learnings for you? And well, how did that, I guess, fail at that point? Yeah. I thought I could build a website or an engine that can that and then people it's fully automated and people can just use it to transfer funds okay. and I don't have to worry about it anymore because I have a settlement with BPI anyway. Okay. Little did I realize I'm going to need the customer service support. I'm going to I'm going to need a license, a business registration, all that stuff I didn't do. Ah. And I, I, I needed <laughs> yeah. I needed an entire team up to operate the business, Absolutely. which I didn't have at the time. I just thought I can build something that can make money. Mm. I did my I didn't even have any uh, concept of getting investments. From okay. other people, I had no co-founders all by myself. Right. So I thought I thought I just wanted to build something where I can make money mm. and not really raise money. But right. But um, I realized you know you need an entire team to be able to manage this. So I got sure. overwhelmed by customer complaints and yeah all these things. I was doing. I thought I didn't have to work after building it. I don't have to work anymore. I just focus on school. But right. I end up doing more work than the regular right, work. Right? right. So so these are the rookie mistakes, I guess. That, yeah. That, that I didn't. I didn't know do. what I was getting into. Literally, zero, zero idea what I was doing. Okay, then after that, uh, I, 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 I always remember this. We've been in so many talks together and whatnot. But you always say that the license that you got from MoneyTran is the same license you're using, or you use at least for Quickwire. No, I never had licenses for MoneyTran. Ah. Yeah, MoneyTran requires money transfer licenses from different states. Got we, it. Uh, because it's a money transfer service. Mm. Uh, Quickwire is a payment system, so it it, it it has a different kind of license called uh, an MSB, a money service business. Got it. Yeah, payments are regulated differently than than money transfer. Ah, okay. Because payments it. is a transaction. Mm-hmm. There's an exchange of goods and services for the money. Western Union is a money transfer service. You want to send money to your mom? Yeah, go use Western Union. Got it, you right, want to right. pay something online? Don't use Western Union. Okay. Would you would you ever consider pay using Western Union for e-commerce? It doesn't make any sense, right? I have no idea. I've yeah, never so, used one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah because yeah. It, it's a money. There's no refund policy. There's no chargeback. Oh, there's no customer protection. Once the money goes through, goes through, it's gone. It's wow. a yeah, it's a money transfer service. And Western Union themselves, they say they they they, they don't want to deal with you know e-commerce. Got it. It's too risky for them, yeah. So it's really fo- hyper focusing on on that side for them. That's now, it. after MoneyTran, what was the next things that you did? Because 
Did you go corporate? Did you do another startup? Because this way, I don't know that. Well, I story. spent a couple more years in school, and then I graduated. When I graduated, I I, I work in finance. Okay, I, I did taxes. Okay. Um, I I work mostly in corporate finance. We're doing you know forecasting, M and A's. My right. company, Land Research, was buying a lot of other companies, so we have a lot of work. We're consulting oh, wow. books. So yeah, what were those uh, key skills? I guess that I wanted to know because you know you said you're you're a greenhorn doing the first startup, but you know sometimes we gotta go through corporate to make it to to learn first of all learn skills yeah. that would help us with with what we want to do. What were those key learnings for you that that um, you know what would would allow you to now set you up for the next things? Maybe the corporate discipline, which okay. I think I already lost most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, you're Mr. Worldwide yeah, yeah. now. I'm still going to call you Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> so what, what's corporate discipline like from a financial point of view? Well, you put everything in order. Like when you, when you start hiring people, you need to have a contract in, in place. Yeah, you need, you know, basically giving security to the people who work here. Okay. And I've heard startups where in the... People start working there and they don't even have a contract yet or yeah. an employment contract. Yeah. Maybe because they don't. Uh, those things, um, what else? Um, our HR is pretty good. So I want to make sure that everybody gets some shares right. in this company also. Like yeah. if we have an ESOP, employees, mm. 20% of QuickWire is owned by employees. Nice. So it's mostly the, the, the older ones. Stock options. The new ones right. we're get, are going to get also, but not as big as the, the older ones. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Now, I, I want to know now what triggered you to create Quickwire because 2013 to 29 that's an eternity in startup life yeah. right but on the on the genesis of how Quickwire was why did you want to solve this problem and who did you do it with oh okay so this has also something to do with my earlier experience with money trans so i had mm. some experience with the, the the money transfer slash you know payments business right Got it. Um, it's always been at the back of my mind. Even when I was already working corporate, I was right. always thinking of ways on, you know, like to start something else, right? Because okay. I hated my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I was there for three years, four years. Right, so, right, right. So plotting and scheming. And right. <laughs> hmm, moonlighting <laughs> a little bit, no? Yeah, but... Okay, yeah. well, and then what's the eureka moment? Why why wiring? I mean, is Quickwire the way it is now? Has oh, it no. always been... The quick, what's the version of Quickwire when you started it up? You know, it, it, it's supposed to be a payroll system for freelancers. Ah. Yeah, that was originally what it was. Okay. And um, well, we, 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 it just couldn't get traction. Got it. So the first two years of Quickwire was pretty much, you know, like 18 months to two years. It was like, we're not going anywhere. We almost shut down twice. In fact, all my four co-founders left. Okay, so that's one. what I want to learn. Let's discuss that before this quick, quick, quick break, right? You, you said you had four co-founders. Yeah. What were those learnings when you were stretching and clawing? I, were you bootstrap? Were you funded? What, we were bootstrap, yeah. Bootstrap? We were not funded from the beginning. Wow. And we, then only you, raised, we only raised uh, $960,000 to date, right? Really? No. Over the last five years. We no got way. half of that only last year. So wow. before last year, we've only raised around... $500,000. How did you manage to survive that long with four co-founders that eventually left you out? I'm pretty sure cap tables fucked at that time, right? I mean, because that's, that's, that's normal for those, for those pivots and whatnot. Yeah. How did you get rid, I mean, not get rid, solve that problem where, you know, you, you pivoted, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you, you're. Why did your co-founders leave? Well, we were all working in finance. One of us is a programmer, David. You know, they program They get paid a lot. Okay. Uh, we were all in corporate finance. Jason, Scott, myself. Brian is in marketing. Uh, so for us, the co- the opportunity cost is pretty high. Uh, I was already making over a hundred thousand dollars a year at the time, so I should be making a lot more now, hundred fifty thousand. There you senior go. So if someone now. wants to hire you, you know, that's right. Away. In fact, I got. I still get off. I think last right, year I still right. got offer from other big fintech and the Silicon Valley. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. right. So the the, op, the opportunity cost is pretty high for them. So they they can only spend a year and a half trying this out. If it, if there's no progress, they have to go. So yeah. Right. Okay. Now, what was the breaking point? And let's take a quick break. Quick break, quick break. What does a quick break sound so wrong? A quick break. And discuss now when you pivoted. What what were the struggles like? Because this is not I've I've seen you literally have so many pivots. Not really pivots as well, but so many people got involved, come and go. And at the end of the day you still managed to survive. I'm very impressed with that. I wanted to learn about that more after the break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Ray Rifundo of Quickwire. And Ray, I, I'm curious because I've never seen anyone pivot this much and make it out of life. <laughs> pivot, pivoting is an art, and it's a science, and not a lot of people make it out of life. For, for you guys, how did you get that done and why did you pivot i guess well we only pivoted twice actually okay so payroll systems and then we wanted to build um like like a payment system that will use Cebuana as a cash out like a paypal 
Ah. But, yeah, for PayPal for people with no bank accounts. And the last one was real estate enterprise payments. So that's it. We only had three pivots. The third one is actually the one that worked. So, okay. So when you started the real estate uh, pivot, right? What, what, what was it in real estate that, you know, you had to scrap everything? And why did you want to tackle that, that opportunity? Well, we pretty much lost back in 2014. Okay. And I had this fortuitous encounter with this lady who was a... She was an, a retired mm. executive of Philippine National Bank. Got it. Okay. So she was in her 60s already. So. All right. There you and, go. Um, Get, Ray hanging out with 60-year-olds. No, 60. 60 years <laughs> Okay. I okay, was okay. In, on, in the same, on the same table with her at Geeks on the Beach. Oh, wow. So, okay, wait, now this is, this is getting... Yeah. More, wait, is you know this what, the Ge- Geeks on the Beach? Yes. 2014, Cebu. Yeah. You know who else was on the table? Okay. The founder of MyCab. Mycab. Yeah, Eddie Banyas okay. was also Eddie, there. Right, we were right, talking right. about our. We were both in the same stage, just idea, nothing. Got it. Yeah, and he was having trouble with his co-founder. I was having issues with everybody's leaving and okay. all that. So it was, I was pretty much lost. And she told me that, hey, you know what? Uh, there's a big problem with real estate payments. You know, we handle a lot of these things at the Philippine National Bank. It's always an issue. Ah. People from abroad sending money back home to their relatives, so their relatives here can pay for the real estate that they bought. Right. And um, that you know that gave me some idea. So maybe we can yeah, use the those same amounts yeah. are not small, especially yeah. if you're doing amortization. Yeah, and you know then there's always the, the 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 issue of relatives not paying their bills or using the funds for something else. Yeah. So by 2015, we decided to pivot and we start building the platform for that. Got it. Then by two thousand, but late 2015, we start getting some early clients like uh, Active Group was our first client, a real estate client. And then by 2000, late 2015, we got Century Properties. Wow. And by 2016, we started gaining traction. So everything it turned around in late 2015, 2016, we started generating revenue. And we were only, for the first three years, there were only four or five of us. Now, okay. by 2016, we, by end of 2016, there was already 16, 17 people. Mm-hmm. Now we're, there's 32 of us right now. That is awesome. Now, but there's, uh, in order for that to happen, there's multiple components of things that needed to happen right. The stars need to align the proper That's way right. in order to get that done. I guess uh, the, the first and obvious thing that would have to do is your, your cap table. Yes. Right? You had you co-founders left. How do you... So for those people who don't understand what a cap table is, it's going to be in the show notes. But how did you clean up your cap table? There was no need to clean it up. The corporation was set up properly from the very beginning. Once they leave they stopped vesting their shares and Got all the it. shares went back to the treasury stock. And I was Got able it. to offer that, create an ESOP for the new employees that came in so I can give them shares too. So that's good. So you had your thing, your, your, your structure yeah. uh, set up in order to protect the company where that's nobody right. gets equity up front. Everything right. vests, including Everything yours. Invests. Our company was, was incorporated by Cooley, one of the top law firms in the U.S., and they did it for free for us. So they, they, wow. they help 10 startups every year, and they, they, they do the services for free. Wow. So we got lucky. And um, the, because it was structured so properly, every, right. there was no drama or fight. Mm. Everybody or just knew yeah. it. There was already contingencies for every scenario. That so is great. So all in black and white. There was no drama. I never had any burnt bridges with anybody ever. Wow. And that's all. I was like, what? <laughs> really now, Ray? Shut yeah, up. I've, I've never fired anyone. Really? Till now. Till now. You were never... saying this like two years ago and you still haven't fired. <laughs> or just... laid off anyone. People leave because they started their own companies or they, they found wow. work somewhere else. But yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's just talk about that. I mean, firing and letting people go and whatnot. But before that, let's talk about team. 
So you, your co-founders left. Yeah. And th- th- was there a point that was just only you left? No, there was never only me. It was, okay. we, I had Jesse and Irvin, who were the interns at the time back in 2014. Okay. When my co-founders left, we had two interns. Got it. And now they, now they became the co-founders. Right. And how <laughs> so they were you students develop, develop, yeah. How did you develop these guys to be oh. literally raw interns and, and, and to now COO, C, what was CFO, CFO and, and CTO? And, uh, CTO. How, how do you impart that and make sure that, that, that you know, you, they contribute long term? Well, Irvin's my cousin okay. um, and he's very passionate. You know, you, right. you, you get, when you get interns and they're young kids, they're very passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and they're, they're, they don't have a lot of experience yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's, there's less cynicism, uh-huh. right? So there's a lot of trust, a lot of, you know, a lot of passion. So that, t- that was to our advantage. Right. Um, plus we're doing something new. So yeah. ex- something very new. So experience was not necessary. Got it. We need people with energy, passion, and commitment and talent. But how so, do you make sure that they stay on course? Because they're kids still. And that, equity. That's a- equity. Got it. So you, you, you dangle equity. their carrot is equity yeah. always. Well, in fairness to Irvin and uh, Jesse, they they came from well-off families. Okay. So they don't have a need to like make money, <laughs> right? They just want to do what they're doing. So sure. Although That's... we were paying, uh, you know, uh, interns like you know, okay. intern allowance, but not really salary. But they just really wanted to do, you know do this. All right now. From that point on, because this is Cousins Incorporated, it became Cousins. So it's funny because whenever I... Well, Jesse's not my cousin, only Okay, right. but eventually he turned into a cousin somewhere yeah. in between, right? <laughs> Jesse's a cousin now. Everybody's a cousin here. Like I, when I go here, oh shit, I'm, I'm raised cousin too, right? So what I wanted to know is that you said that when you built, rebuilt your team, a lot of the people that you work with are family, Dude, that's hard because I, I can't yeah. imagine fucking, fucking with my cousins right now, right? You know, <laughs> it's a totally different dynamic. How do you remove that re- awkwardness of working with a family member and getting them to the ship and be buying into the vision? Well, 32, there's 32 of us. Only seven are family members, right? Okay. So it's about one-fifth. Okay. It's not all. <laughs> no, no, but you said um, that the get-go, all of, majority of them at one point were cousins. No, and then okay, never okay, okay. was. Got it. All right. So Jesse, and then we ha- we hired Maris, and then Jerry came in. Oh, Jerry, mm. you know Jerry. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then Maris came in, and Zyro. They're not my yeah. cousins. And then El Ross, and yeah. then I, El Ross I, is a cousin now. No, no <laughs> it's family he's, now. But yeah. no, he's not. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, Eno was the next cousin I hired, and right. then Junji, and then Carlo. So it it really was it was never majority cousins. Okay, okay. It's mostly interns. Interns. We started mostly with interns because it's How, free. <laughs> like, absolutely. But, you know, I had the same philosophy I use in Chatbot PH. We, we survive we, because interns. Yeah. Interns, but you develop them. Uh, like I always use this adage, right, uh, in the NBA, we're not the Lakers, we're not the Knicks, where we can just make it rain and hire a free agent to, 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 to make you win a championship. We're a small market team. We have to develop from the draft. And the draft is the internship, right? That's right. Uh, but... What are the key tenets that you impart on an intern from day one that you make them believe in? How do you make sure that, okay, this intern, if I see you do this, will acquire you and you'll have a key role in the company? We didn't really have anything from the beginning that will, as long as, you know, the, one of the reasons, one of the qualifications that I really looked for at the time was they, if I can see that they really want to do this, mm. they're hired. How do you define that though? They they show like a lot of interest and a lot of passion. Like, you know, they really want to work with me. That's yeah. that's all they need to say. 
Got it. You just <laughs> show it and bring it. Yeah, right, yeah. basically. That's all they need to say. Well, of course, you know, like the, for programmers, yeah, they, they know how to code. Right, right. But for, for the most part, uh, there was not a lot of experience when we started this. Got right? it. You're doing something new, experience is not going to matter that much. Right. You, you look for talent and the ability to grow rather than, than, than talent, rather than experience. Awesome. Now, in terms of um, you, you built this, how did, what's the culture like? I mean, I, I, I hang out with you guys like I'm like an adapted quick wire member. <laughs> this is, I, I fuck with you guys all the time, right? But I, I love the culture of how it's like a, literally a fraternity of, 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 of a band of brothers. How did you define that culture and how did you make sure that the culture stays within that, that, that same uh, component? Well, we never really had in mind what we wanted a culture to become. Okay. We never, it wasn't something explicit. I, if I start a company, I want this culture. No, it's, it's more like it just came naturally, right? Mm. So we, we try to um, be more focused on values rather than culture. Just don't be an asshole. Respect everybody. You know, um, that's it. <laughs> so that's you need it. To know. Don't be an asshole. If yeah. you want to work in quick wire, don't be an asshole and respect yeah. everybody. And be respectful and, you know, uh, respect everybody. That's it. That's all you need to, to be. Um, we don't have a defined culture uh, that everybody needs to learn. Mm-hmm. It's more like uh, every, every person that joins us brings her own unique personality. Mm-hmm. And skills and talent, and that adds to our culture, aggregated culture. Got it. So our culture so adapts. Diversity and, and whatnot. Too. Our culture adapts and changes over time, depending on how many the new people that comes in. Yeah. That is awesome. We don't try to mold anybody to, you know, like Wall Street. It's all about money, 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 or, mm-hmm. you know, that, nothing like that. Okay. That's, that's crazy. Uh, that's not, not that's great. That's great. That's <laughs> funny. I say that's crazy. <laughs> My bad. Okay. Um, in terms of fundraising, so let's talk about this because you mentioned I, I, I still I still can't believe it. You you haven't, dude. It can't be just less than a million bucks, <laughs> bro. That's that's not it. But how did you struggle struggle through the early points of fundraising to now? You said you have you raised half a mil in the last X amount of years. What was that like for you? Well. We didn't. Uh, for, first thing, we only hired interns in the beginning, so okay. there's really not a lot of money needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when we got our first fundraising, because uh, we lucked out, because at the time we were almost closing. Okay. It was September of 2014, mm-hmm. and I left my condo. I went back to uh, in, I went back to Quezon City, yep. and so I can live for free. Right. And for three months, I was just wandering around. I don't know what to do. All my co-founders are gone. I remember this. So there was... Wait, wait. I got I to gotta cut you off this yeah. real quick. <laughs> I had a VIP night. I was also scratching and clawing after Party File got funded. Less than a year after I ran out of money, I had to sell shit every single night. And I was so touched because I just... Nobody really shows up. And here you are going to one of these clubs in oh, QC. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Dragon. It was called Dragon. It's a uh, Rosas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rosas it's Dragon. Dragon. It was yeah, called yeah. Dragon. And you show up. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> someone's supporting. So I don't know if you were just horny that night <laughs> or you wanted to just get later get drunk. But I appreciated you showing up there. Oh, no problem. Of yeah, course. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Because, yeah. you know, in, in an ecosystem, it's very... Um, important that we support each other through exactly. the thick times and the thin times and whatnot we I, we got a lot of support too we got a lot of help i right. got a lot of help 2014 uh jerry introduced me to uh jerry uh, jerry cruz right he introduced me to uh uh frank frank because of him i met frank 
Who's Frank? Frank is our first investor. He's a Jewish American who's been living in the Philippines for the past 40 years. Wow. And his wife works for the ADB. All wow. that. So he invested the first $50,000 back in December of 2014. Wow. That gave us life. Without it, we would probably been, we would have died already. Pulse. He gave we, you a pulse. We would never even have started. Right. Yeah. Got it. And so that, I told him, you know what? I pitched to him. Uh, I told him, you know what? Uh, I can't guarantee you that we will succeed. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you we're going to work our asses off. That's it. That's all I told him. Okay. And once I said that, he just signed the check. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's great. So from that point, what was the next milestones that you guys hit? So, all right, now you had a pulse. What was it like? So you said you did, it, it snowballed from there, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how, what were the key things that you also did right yeah. that contributed to that momentum? So I think uh, the, pivot, the pivot that we did, when we got the funding, we already know the real estate payments that we want to get into. Got it. So we got lucky that that, that, that was the right, there was a product market fit for that. Okay. And um, once we got the money, I was able to stretch it out for almost a year, 10 months, mm. until we got another funding from Joe Maristella by October of 2015. Got it. But by, that, by, by 2016, we started generating revenue. Okay, now what was that like when you started? Because I still remember the day I fucking closed my first deal. Like, oh shit, this is it, and whatnot. It's 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 surreal, right? For from you guys, what was that like, and how did you keep momentum in terms of revenue? Well, we started processing payments for Active Group and Century Properties, and we started generating. The first month, I think we did thirty thousand dollars in January of two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then we did $48,000 in, in February. Mm-hmm. By March, we're doing $100,000. $100, so it's growing slowly, right? It was right. growing much faster in the beginning, of course. Right. And that felt good. I mean, like, wow, you see all these transactions. You can mm-hmm. believe it. Is this real? You know? Right. But the beauty about uh, payments is, for, especially for real estate, is once people pay, right. once people use us, they're going to keep using us every month. It's a month. recurring thing. Yeah, right. it's a recurring thing. We don't have right. to spend marketing money to get the same revenues we had last month because I'm, I'm almost sure whatever revenue we had last month we're going to earn again next wow. month yeah so that every, every, every all, all, all the money we spend for growth for marketing is for growth not for maintaining uh, past revenue that is awesome now how did you scale that because it's getting the first check is easy okay that's okay that's step one how do you do that in scale that you know one will become ten and ten will become a hundred and a hundred will become a thousand right well the thing is that the beauty about their business is most of our stuff that we build are automated. Ah. After we, there's not a lot of stuff to do. Like right. we just monitor transactions and maintain the portals and the invoicing right. system. So Every, now investors, you know, you know that the acquired people are not doing anything. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but I understand. So from that point, right? Um, there's a lot of automation, which saves a lot of need for manpower That's to right. be hired. Yeah, got it. Now. Let's walk away to something because you launched a product called Acquire. Yeah. Right. At one point, what was Acquire supposed to be? It's supposed to be a, a marketplace listing platform. Got it. For property. So if you want to buy property overseas, this is it's a listing site. It's like Zipmesh but for international real estate. Got it. It's like Hopler or uh, Lamudi, like a, these big listing sites, okay. right? But most of them are localized. The idea was uh, this is a listing site for mm-hmm. uh, people who want to sell international real estate. Got it. Yeah, and you were supposed to do this as an ICO. Yeah, we're supposed to raise uh, money by selling tokens for for the platform, mm. uh, but we I think we delayed and delayed and delayed the the public sale. Right. Because we wanted to finish the product first. 
Ah. We wanted to build a platform first before we even sell a token. So when people buy the token, they can actually use it immediately on the platform. But it's that's the whole idea. Hard to develop a product. Yes, that's right. why the sale got delayed and delayed because we we're also building the product at the same time. Okay. Uh, most ICOs they were, they just raise money and then yeah, they, they promise, promise to build idea, something there. Right, right. But we never wanted to do that. We want to be different. So okay. and also we're a U.S. company. Okay. If we do a, a token sale before a product is available, mm. uh, and you you cannot utilize the token that you sold, that means it's a security, okay. and uh, it we might be in trouble because we're a, we're a U.S. company. Got it. Yeah. Now, for that point, um, you said, did you scrap that? Is there a pivot now, or you went back to equity, or just maintaining uh, Quickware yeah. as a whole? Or? Well, by the time we're ready to sell tokens, the market has already collapsed. Yeah, the, the bubble has burst. Because the regula- re- regulations right. were also uh, bearing down, so we right. decided to not to pursue it anymore. Got it. All right. But the beauty, again, for some reason, Ray, it's like you're like a cat. You know, you have nine lives. <laughs> you never die, right? And whatnot. Oh, a quick one was never affected by the ICO right. at all because it's really generating its own revenue. Exactly. So it's not dependent on, even if Acquire doesn't, didn't work, Quickwire will still... Right, know. right. So that's good because that, that's, that's growing. Yeah. No, but at the end of the day, what I'm saying here is that the focus of trying to run a, 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 an ICO and a startup at the same time is very, very difficult to do. I mean, if you're even 100% on, on That's why we failed. Right? <laughs> right? No, because it's hard. I mean, you, yeah. you, have, you can never do two things full time. Right? That, that's what I thought. Instead of raising a Series A, we just do an ICO, right? But, but uh, looking back, thank God it didn't push through because we might be, I might be getting summoned by the SEC in the U.S. right now if we Got it. actually push through with it. All right, now let's take another break. But when we come back, it's hustle share time with Ray Rifundo because we want to learn about your, your tips and tricks and how to, how to bounce back and whatnot and, and everything that you can impart into our listeners. More of that after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game and again big thank you to sprout solutions liberating your time for what truly matters hey hustlers wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents well i got good news because today's sponsor uno digital bank is here to help you achieve your financial goals you can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. 
Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part of the Hustle Share podcast. We're still with Ray Rifundo, founder of Quickwire. Now, Ray, it's time to share your shit okay because this is this is is important for for us to know because you've been around and again a lot of us have died this is my second startup i met you as my first startup right but you've managed to survive and 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 build build a good company and it doesn't it's not a fluke to get this done you got to get things right to get that done i have a question and get lucky too there's luck, right? Uh, a lot I, of luck, actually. All right. Yeah, a lot but, of fortuitous events that I did not foresee. Um, say 99% luck. <laughs> yes, but come on now. We yeah. understand that um, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That, that's the formula about it. Because luck doesn't just fucking fall into your lap. You need to be moving for the luck to hit you. Yeah. Right? Now, in, in that said, I want to know first about being an employee-centric company. You mentioned this during the break. 
what, what, what do you what do you want to share about being an employee centric company? Because you said you've never fired anyone. It's like it's like bullshit, bro. Like how come you've never fired or do you let someone else fire it for you? <laughs> but um, how, what share with us how that's like? Well, the first thing you do is give him security. Okay. Right? Yeah, you have to have a contract signed. Right. Give him some stake in the company, especially the early ones. There's a lot of shares given away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to build a team. And um, you take care of your employees, they take care of your customers too. So you want to make them feel that this is their company. They don't just work here. Got it. So that, that changes everything, right? Suddenly, it, suddenly um, you know, they have some ownership, right? Some ownership of the project or the company itself. That's one thing. Um, very few people actually left. The few people that actually left started their own companies right. or went to other opportunities that are bigger than you know we could afford to give them. Um, but for the most part, people stayed. Right, and that's great because at the end of the day, again, in a startup, it's easy to hire. I mean, it's not easy to hire. It's already hard to hire. But re- retaining people, and you said there's an opportunity cost. If people dangle them a bigger paycheck, yeah. why the fuck not will they, will they not take that? I think there's the advantage of hiring interns in the beginning uh, right. or new graduates. You know, they're, they're not, um, they're not too. What I would say, there's not a lot of opportunity cost for them yet. Got it. Right? They don't have a long resume where there's like ten other companies trying to hire them. Right. Right. So that's a good thing. Plus, also with a startup, you're still also figuring out what to do. Right. So in a way, you're also training yourself. You're you're also learning at the same time as they are learning. Got so you're, you're both new, you're both novice at this thing. Right. So unlike unlike an established business, there's already processes involved. Mm-hmm. All these things are determined, and they have to learn it. Right. In our case, they didn't have to learn QuickWire's processes. We didn't have many. We learned with them at the same time. So they figured it out too. And you develop loyalty as well as as time. Uh, goes around because at the end of the day you've been through the trenches with these guys right it's not like oh okay it's just another you know, the loyalty factor I guess is a big component of that too I now, suppose it, so but, but you don't demand loyalty right you try to earn it as a leader you never demand loyalty like some people like some people in politics they would, <laughs> they would demand I loyalty I you were going to be doing this yeah there are some well, leaders out there that demand loyalty like the mafia right, like, right you don't right. demand loyalty from people Ultimately, people will be loyal to themselves, to their family. That's, that's, that's where right. the loyalty lies. Right. So loyalty to a company is never absolute. It's a relative. relative they will be relatively loyal as long as you try to earn the loyalty rather than trying to demanding it. Correct. Yeah. That's just like respect. You, yeah. know, it, it's not, you don't demand it, you know, but there's borderline respect that's, like, uh, you know, that's given. But real, genuine respect, it's, it's, it's a totally different thing because yeah. you have to earn that through 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 results. Plus, the little things, right? So, uh, if you're getting nickel and dime people on mm. overtime and some little things, uh, right. they will notice that. And 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 if they see that you're putting all the effort to make sure that you're doing everything right, mm. um, you know, if they did work overtime, you ask them, and then you you, you compensate the overtime or mm. give them raises when it's when it, they really deserve it. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's works, good. Yeah. Now, let's, let's talk about something that I know you do very well. And I've seen you. I always see you in events. I don't know. Uh, before, I always use I'll go to an event because I'm hungry. I don't have money. And events usually have fucking free food. And it's good. Yeah, it's more because of the free food. <laughs> but for networking, dude, I, I want to know 
how is the art of networking for you and how has that turned out for you? And when this is all you had, when you literally had, yeah, you were, you were afloat for a couple of years, especially in the, in the start. I'm a big believer that, you know, um, you can meet so many people and sometimes you can meet one person it's going to change everything, right? We met a lot of really good employees uh, through networking events, right? Um, investors also. Mm-hmm. And partners and clients. Okay. A lot of the a lot of the people we met that ch- you know changed and you know made the company evolve mm-hmm. and, and grow mm-hmm. is from a lot of them from networking events. But it's I get introduction from introduction of introduction. Yeah. Correct, but it's daunting, and uh, for, especially for a rookie, you're uh, coming in and you don't know the people. You 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 probably if especially if you don't have a solid idea yet, it's intimidating. Let's call that the spade, right? But how do you Go beyond that. We jump over that hump because it's it's scary. Well, it, it started with you know the desire for free food and beer. <laughs> it wasn't something that I have not, I deliberately did. Like right. I already knew what I was doing. Yeah, I just enjoyed talking to people and attending these right. events. And um, you know, it just so happened that apparently that's a good thing to do. Right. And I met I met Frank. I met Jerry. I met some early investors. I right. met. Uh, and then I met Joe Maristella. Mm. I met, uh, he is our second investor. Right. So all these things happened, and uh, they were all a product of fortuitous encounters with people. But how do you maximize that? Okay, there's, there's got to be an art here, dude. Because you can, I can go, I've seen people go to an event, be a wallflower. They're there, they got the food, ah, which everybody yeah. got. But how do you maximize that opportunity where, you know, that split second can make, can turn into a fortuitous event and yeah. whatnot well it on my part there's not a lot of work to do at the time i only had the mm. deck right so i'm not a coder i'm not a program we don't have mm. nothing to market we don't have a product yet mm. there's nothing to sell so we don't have sales there's no yeah. business development team so all i have to all i do really with the first year is like network and talk to people and try to find out if we can you know work together or if they're going to invest in my in my idea okay. and i got lucky and then someone in, did invest but how's that like in terms of, was there a method for you? Okay, I got to practice my elevator pitch first. Oh, no. Or whatnot. No. Or just like random, hi, hi, I am Ray. Yeah, pretty much random. Nothing, nothing really. Um, but, but I was already passionate about what, we, what I need to do. So when I talk to people, I talk about the idea, what I want to do. Um, they can see the fire, the, the passion in there. So how do you dig through the rubble? Because not everyone is worth. I mean, let's let's, let's again, let's call that. It's it's a sea of random dudes and dudettes and whatnot, right? <laughs> how do you know which one is like the right person you're looking for? And that, especially if you smell blood like a shark, right? Like I smell blood in the water. How do you know if it's the right person? Right. Uh, I did it. You know, okay. you just, just talk to everybody. Yeah, I talk to everyone. Yeah. You cover the whole room. Pretty much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, Ray, what I wanted to ask is failure. This is not easy. It's a fucking roller coaster. It's like a Richter scale, right? Mm-hmm. Ups, downs, up, downs, and whatnot. Through years of doing this, how do you manage failure? How do you cope with failure? And, and the ups and downs of startup life. Because, dude, it, it can drive you nuts. If you're not geared for it, I mean, none of us are geared for it and whatnot, right? So how did you cope with that? Well, the first two years of a start, you're very passionate. 
mm-hmm. about what you're doing. You have idealistic, all, to idealistic, be, yeah, right, right. and ignorant, and ignorant. you have all, all <laughs> yeah, more, energy. more, more ignorant actually. <laughs> yeah, you have all the energy in the world. Yeah, but also at the same time, you're the most vulnerable because you also don't know a lot of stuff, right? Right. So that's that's also a good thing. Mm. Uh, maybe in the second year, on the third year, if you're not making progress, you're probably gonna fall out of love with your startup. You're gonna hate it. That's why most closed in three years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like having a in a relationship, right? Mm. It, and it. it it uh, after two years. There you go, Doctor Lavre. Yeah. Three-way spray. Rain. <laughs> you lose all your passion, and then and then. There you go. And then what happened basically is when when new people join the company, right. your project, you 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 get reinvigorated. You know, like you. Right. Oh shit! You know, like so. The, this person must have seen something here that mm-hmm. I'm not seeing anymore, and uh, you feel more. You get more energy the more people join the company. Mm. So and the more so when you when you once you run out of passion. Right. Uh, that is when you need to start putting on the structure, the discipline. Mm. So it's actually a job now. It's not just a passionate project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There so has really, to be structure. Now we're doing OKRs, we're doing Scrum, we're doing all these systems now. We have mm. uh, we have like using Trello and, and Slack on right, a regular right, basis right. for the past few years now. So we have a we are actually more structured than most people realize. Nice. Right? So we have an accounting firm, we have a lawyer doing all the legal. Uh, we, we may seem like we're very casual, but we're very organized. We're very we submit our quarterly and monthly reports of all our, all of our revenue right. to all of our investors on a regular basis. That's awesome. So a lot. I, I'm surprised many stars don't even do that right now. Yeah. So yeah. a system. We have really? a system. Yeah. That's, you put in a system. Yeah. That's great. Now in terms of um, doubt. So it's funny because I'll, I'll, I'll echo this to you. There was one time one of my um, employees messaged me randomly in Slack. So I was like, Rod, I'm curious. How do you, how does founders um, cope with doubt? Because apparently they said uh, normal people, when doubt creeps in, that hits them in the temple and they go down and they don't get back up. I'm not sure if that's true or whatnot because I told them like, hey, uh, I ignore it because at the end of the day, I know my why. And if I don't survive, dude, fuck doubt. That, 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 that's not going to pay my bills. I yeah. can't tell Miracle, wait, I doubted myself. I cannot pay you today. For you, Ray, how do you deal with doubt? Oh, for, for, this, pro, for this venture, Quickwire. Or any, um, uh, any I, I doubt. I never had any doubt. I, lost, wow. I, I got tired. I lost energy, but I never doubted that no, it can be done. I mean, even your ability to lead and whatnot. I mean, that, that's your No, I was being. supremely confident. Holy Sup- shit! I was supremely three-way spray race. Oh, oh my god! I was supremely confident. Uh, I was supremely ignorantly confident. <laughs> no, but how? Uh, why? Why is that? It's just it's not easy. Well, one of the things is that I've started other things before that I didn't finish. Mm. So. I, I, I told myself this time, you know, you're already in your 30s, you know, this may be your last shot, you know, like, Got just it. finish what you started this All time. All or right? nothing. Because right. back then, I, I, when things get hard, I quit. Uh, so this is like my fourth venture, third venture. I, I used to quit when things get hard. I just go back to working again, right? But now, you know what? Just, let's just stick it through. Let's, like, yeah. let's just, like, see go what as happens. as far as you can. See what as happens. As long as you have yeah. a pulse. That's what I did, yeah. That is great. Now, in terms of, again, uh, this is very in, in, uh, interesting because I still don't believe that you haven't fired anyone. You know, why is that? I, I still don't come? believe it, too. <laughs> well, oh, that, that's, that's a myth, bro. Like, this is like fucking, you're like the Kraken. How, how, how can you not have fired anyone yet? Well, maybe just fits my personality. I, okay. I'm not, uh, I, don't like, I don't like having negative energy towards anybody. Right. Yeah, so... Plus, people didn't really 
I didn't. I never encountered a situation where I had to fire someone. Really. Really. No. So what if someone's underperforming? How do you manage that? And mm, to the point that they're there. Are, dead there weight. are people who left the company, but but um, it wasn't. They were not employees of the company. We had a salesperson that couldn't deliver, actually twice. Okay. And the agreement was after you can't close a sale, the contract is terminated. So mm. they were not employees of the company that I have to fire. They mm. were a contractor. So there were incidents like that. Got so, it. and you know, so uh, those were the situation. But I never actually fired a full time employee. Not even an intern. Not even somebody who's been you know a temporary one. Got yeah. it. Now, last last couple of questions. Motivation. What's your why? What's my why? I wanted to build something that's gonna last. It's gonna, you know, change, um, you know, change the, the my life and the lives of people around me. That's the the primary motivation. I guess, like for me, before my why was I want my mom my house. Now my wife's my why is different. I okay. want I want to marry my girlfriend. Yeah. It's not cheap, so you know that's that's. I mean, I always it's it sounds materialistic and stupid, but I gotta be chasing something. That's right. I, because when shit hits the fan, to be like, oh wait, snap back out. You <laughs> need to fucking get something. You ha- you have this and time sticking, right? For you, was that enough, or you had other motivations to, to keep you going? I or, had no respons- I don't, really don't have any responsibilities like right. my parents or my brother. They're all they're right. not. They don't need <laughs> my right. support. Right. So, um, what's the why? It's really that like you want to create something amazing that would leave a dent in the world. Pretty much, I guess. Yeah, dude. And then aside from you know making money, <laughs> right? There you go. Absolutely, yeah. money is always a good way. I'm to... not gonna lie; it's, it's like a primary motivation. I don't yeah. want to change the world, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not. That I don't want to. <laughs> Changing the world has never been a primary motivation for me. Right, you know? right. But you just want to be able to do it your way. Yeah, yeah. Be in control of your own destiny, not not have to like. I think it. because I was an entrepreneur before I started this. Right, right. I was an entrepreneur before I went corporate and then back. Um, I think once you try something and then you go back to the corporate, if you go back to working with somebody, yeah. you're damaged forever. You're, yeah. you're gonna have you're to hurt. You're gonna, yeah, right, right. Yeah, and then that hurt—it's your ego, dude. Like you had so much control, and then now you have to fucking sell your soul back again. <laughs> and that's the first thing that will always get get hit. Like if Quickware doesn't work out and I have to work with somebody again, maybe uh, you know I'm not gonna be happy working there. I'm yeah. probably gonna be. Planning something out again. Same, and that's just the curse of being an entrepreneur. They yeah. say that you know, at a certain point, when you're a real true blue entrepreneur, you're unemployable. Yeah, <laughs> I guess for yeah. real, like for real. Okay, I can do consultancy work, but I ain't gonna fucking nine to five for nobody yeah. because once for us, we love being in control, whether we fail or not. At least we did it in our own terms. And that's the curse of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, right? plus you also have more bosses than you thought you are going <laughs> to. Your investors, yes. your clients, even your employees. You're correct, answer- correct. You need to be, you're going to be answerable to somebody. So if your goal is to not, is just to uh, you know, be your own boss and you know, not to be answerable to anyone, that's, nah. that, you know. At the end of the day, guys, remember this. We're always someone else's bitch. It's yeah. just a matter of who. Is it your board or is it your boss and whatnot? That's true, right? Yeah. People don't think, ah, oh, the CEO is the top of the totem pole. Absolutely no. The CEO reports to the board and the board, CEO is just a portion of the board. The board is like the fucking, you know, the tribesmen and whatnot that, that have control. They can fire you, yeah. Exactly, right? Unless if you want 51% of the stock, then you can fire the entire board and Correct. hire and a new board that can hire you again. But a healthy board <laughs> yeah. also 
will have checks and balances. That's right, yeah. Like a government that's healthy, it's not, it shouldn't be tipping over to one side only and whatnot. But let's not get started there because I know this will take <laughs> another episode if Ray will go politics on us. No, or, no. No, okay, last one, Ray. Ray um, how do you cope with stress? Stress, I wash dishes. Holy fuck. I sweep the floor, wash dishes, and <laughs> I'm off the floor too. Really? I run. I run every other day. With uh, the I dishes? I yell triangle, yep. <laughs> like, hey, I got my dishes. So if you see a random dude. I have to do something that's, that's productive that doesn't require a lot of thinking. So I knew it. You're Ray Kondo. The Ray. <laughs> so everybody wants, you know, if Ray's stressed, just give us a shout out. Someone's going to be able to. I, I do. It, it works. It works. Right. That's good. That's you know what? Good. Here's the thing. Uh, even when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would listen to my teacher I, I will actually retain the information better when I'm sweeping the floor while listening to him to my teacher give a lecture. Holy so I, I went to a public school in elementary. So I was sleep, right. sweeping the floor. I would just stand up and then start sweeping. And while the teacher is lecturing, I'm listening while they're sweeping. Right. And actually retain the information far better than when I was just sitting there. I just get bored. Was there ever a time? But my attention span right. is like two to three minutes okay. if I'm sitting. Okay. My attention span when I'm sweeping the floor or while listening is much, much longer. So if you're listening to a podcast, a long-form podcast, you need to be sleeping the floor. No, so, so, no when I was listening to your podcast, I was also doing my work. Ah, that's, that's a new like sweeping a back, the floor. It's, it's a background it. noise got for it, me. I, I'm, I'm listening to the points, of course. Right, right. But I'm, I'm able to focus on my work while listening to your podcast. Awesome. Appreciate works, it. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, thanks for being here on Hustle Share, Ray. Now, invite over uh, our, our listeners to, to, to Quickwire and what should they expect from you guys very soon? Uh, we just signed clients in Thailand and, and Malaysia. So wow. we're expanding in Southeast Asia. We have also some really exciting projects with, with the digital wallet space, uh, the nice. remittance space. Um, we might, you know, uh, open an office also in the United States later this year. Boom! So we're going back to the valley. Mr. Worldwide <laughs> going back to the valley! Yeah, okay, so that's awesome. uh, we started there. We're going back there. Hopefully, right. um, we, you know, when we expand beyond the Philippines, you need to be, you know, it's good to be operating in the U.S. Because yep. when you go to India, you tell them, are you a Filipino company or an American company? Right. Especially in payments. There's ah. more trust with, you know, oh, it's a U.S. company, a payments company rather than... Because you're going to ask, one of your biggest challenge is not really having a product, okay. right? It's not, it's, not, it's not the product. It's not the tech. When we, when we built the platform, we got the licenses, we got the banking partnerships. We went to our first client meeting, Ayala Land. We presented mm. our solutions. And they said, that's exactly what we need, right? You have, every solu- you have all the solutions to all of our problems, the next question they ask us is, who else is using this? How long have you guys been around? Ah, right, right. The reputation game now. Yes. And then I told them, right. you are, hopefully you become our first customer. After they stop answering emails. Yes. Because nobody because, wants to be the guinea pig. That's right. So it's right. An, in an enterprise payment, in enterprise, especially payments, right. it's very hard to get your first client. So you really have to hustle. We were walking on Ayala, on Ayala Avenue, door mm. to door. With so, the dishes. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not easy. So with that's, the dishes and the brooms. So that's you. It's like, oh, shoot. If I saw a guy <laughs> with, a, with a suit and tie, but he had dishes and brooms, that was ready for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we were able to close all of the, the biggest right. real estate now in the past few years. So, uh, we're in a good spot right now. All right. So, if people want to check out more, if they want to, if they have real estate in, in, uh, and, they're, and they're overseas and they want to do that, how do they do that, Ray? 
Well, we're not really a consumer kind of. We're more right. enterprise. Okay. So they're gonna see their developer send them an invoice okay. to make payments online. It's okay. probably us. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So again, just check where, where do they uh, see that? Just that they can support you. If there's any other developer that wants to sign up, where do they go? You just go to quickwire.com and uh, uh, you know just send a message us, and then we're gonna send our sales team. Yeah, quickwire yeah. is spelled Q W I K W I R E. Yeah. Com. Yep. All right, thank you, Mr. Worldwide. Appreciate it. Thank Three you. It's an honor to be here. Yep. <laughs> and uh, again, I'll see you guys in the next episode. But before we do that, uh, please don't forget to share, show us some love. Uh, send us a message on our chatbot on m.me/slash/hovelshare, powered by chatbot.ph. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.